Now what do you do when you're lonesome? Howdy everybody, Cable Smith welcoming each and every one of you into episode 112 of Justified Pursuit. It's great to be here and riding shotgun as always. Good counselor Chisholm Cook. How goes it my friend? What's up? It's all good. 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 Uh, Funny anecdote from Four Star. Go ahead. (laughs) Yeah. What's up, Dad? Yeah, I get a call from. I, I'm going to sound a little funky today. I, I actually don't feel great. I think the cedar finally caught me. Mm. Just head stuff. But um, you should take a COVID test. Um, uh, no, <laughs> no, I shouldn't, and I won't be. Um, yeah, I got a call from Dad. I was I was in some meetings this week uh, with my team, and so I just texted him back and said. I'm in meetings. I'll, I'll holler at you when I can. And he was like, not important. It's just something about your, I uh, just want to talk to you about your podcast. And normally, uh, dad, when that, when he says that it would normally be, he's going to share his opinions on what we're talking about and which is great. Much appreciated dad. Yeah. Uh, a five-star review would be appreciated even if you have <laughs> criticism, <laughs> but when I, so when I called him after my meetings were over and, and I was leaving, he was like, You'll sound like chipmunks. It's like <laughs> something's happened to your recording and you're talking really, really fast. For like three episodes, like, right? Yeah, three. He's like, the last three episodes, I can, I mean, I can barely understand. <laughs> I finally just had to quit trying to even listen. And I go, your podcast player is running on two, two X speed, Dad. He's like, oh, that's the thing? I was like, yeah, on the bottom left-hand corner, you'll see where you can adjust the speed. Like, okay, cool. Uh, well, so yeah. it's not us. Boomers it's, and technology. It's you, Lee. It's not us. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Dad. Uh, so I'm doing good. You know, we can just go ahead and skip that. Uh, but um, everything's good oh, here as whoa. well. Jeez. You know, Chisholm, just getting right into it. I, I never really liked track and field. I tried cross country when I was in seventh grade. Apologies, Riley. I know your daughter is very, she's excelling at track and field. But I like it even less now. Because did you know that the world governing body just decided to let the trannies play? That's right, Chisholm. The track and field world governing body this week in South Africa decided that dudes should be allowed to compete with the girls. I did not know that. So, Granny um, on you track and field junkie. Really interesting. You know, swimming, the world swimming body stepped out last year and said, Yeah, no, we're not doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. Chias tracks just a little more woke than swimming. I don't know, but uh, can you imagine Literally. girls trying to compete with a dude shot putter? <laughs> Any of it, man. Any of it. Sprinter, high jumper, all yeah, all of it. But, but hey, I just man, think of like a big old out. testosterone laden man shot putting against women. We need true equity, so we need biological males beating up women because mm. that's how we'll get equity. You know, it's just one of these things that you thought eventually would go away. No, they just keep digging their heels in further and further. Or maybe it's deeper and deeper. But either way, it's insanity. Insanity. So screw track and field. Um, also, a quick note here. The federal minimum wage is $7.25 an hour. It's been the same since 2009. 
Not saying that that couldn't use a facelift, probably could because of Biden's inflation. Uh, but what would you say California's minimum wage is? Because states can make their own law regarding minimum wage. Twice that much. Yeah, exactly. 1550. So more than twice. But guess what? That's not good enough. Californians will vote on a ballot initiative on whether or not to raise the minimum wage of fast food workers, as well as improve their working conditions, uh, to $22 an hour. Have you seen that the administration released yesterday that they want to have, uh, they call it the renter's bill of rights. They're basically pushing for rental rent, like home rental price controls, I guess, nationwide. What happened to capitalism? Rent control. Mm -hmm. um, it's really funny. That novel that I've been working on for two years now, I have a whole section in there about how the, uh, the powers that be uh, decided they needed to do that and kind of go through the obvious and logical progression of what a disaster that will be. So what, so what is the obvious progression? So I predicted here's this what it means, 18 months ago. Here's what it means, Chisholm, that the people working at McDonald's and Starbucks won't be able to afford to eat there because the Big Mac will be $18. Right. That's what it means. Right. But these people are so stupid. Every... Yeah cause has an effect and the effect will be hey consumers now we're going to rape you even more because now we have to now the government butted in and we have to pay these ridiculous wages 22 dollars an hour for flipping a hamburger give me a break give me a break they are dumb there's a uh, modern day uh, capitalism no way to, slamming it in reverse no way to explain it they're just, mm -hmm. they're just dumb. Uh, dumb, dumb so dumb. much to get into from the 2023 World Economic Forum that just took place in Davos, Switzerland. Did you know there's not an airstrip there, by the way? Were there's you not an airstrip in Davos? No. Or not where they have the meeting in the little valley, the beautiful mm. elite valley. That, oh, I'm yeah, I'm sure yeah, that there's no there's a, the, the closest airport is like 30 miles away. So most of the elites I was reading couldn't be bothered to just take a 30 minute car ride. Instead, they chartered helicopters to get there in like five minutes. What is the point of this? Climate change is bullshit. Dude. I mean, pardon my, pardon my French everyone, but I just like, I can't, even there's, remember. you can't find, <laughs> you can't we, find, a they pet. charter private jets. And then instead of taking a 30 minute car ride, they have to jump on a freaking helicopter. You cannot find a pet cause of the global left upon which they don't exercise like the utmost hypocrisy. Mm. It, it's amazing. Um, yeah, it's amazing. The, the double think the, the double think is amazing. It's all about control. There's it's, that's all it is. It's all it is. Which I have to applaud the state of Wyoming. One of their uh, congressmen introduced a bill. I don't know if it passed, but it was at least progress to ban the sale of electric vehicles by 2035 in order to support their oil and gas uh, in industry. Awesome. Good job. America first. They, they're out there arguing for global equity while calling themselves the elites. Mm -hmm. <laughs> let's, just, let's just start and stop there. Ironic. We elites will exercise 
the power necessary to drive down global equity. Mm. Sure. Yeah. Makes sense. I'm sure it's going to work great. Um, meanwhile, and equity. I saw jo- mm. Joe Rogan post this, speaking of control, eggs now are causing uh, blood clotting. Did you see that story? Eggs. You know, every week, Chisholm, there's a new thing that causes blood clotting from playing video games. To, Did you say eggs? Yeah, eggs. Eggs from chickens. Only within the last two years, though, they're now responsible for blood clotting. Before that, throughout human history, eggs weren't actually eggs were good for you. And, and Rogan Rogan posted this. Yeah, he posted it, and he Beautiful. just and in the whole thing, he made a real satirical yeah, uh, write up on it. Yeah. Quite funny. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's weird. Yikes. Just within two years, we've noticed that blood clotting is from eating poultry eggs. Huh. Have you seen? Have you have you seen? I'm sure you have. So Demar Hamlin, I guess, was at the game. On Sunday, what does that mean? He was like on a Zoom call watching it or something. No, no. So, so a man showed up at the Buffalo game where they lost to mm-hmm. the Bengals. I think, right? Yeah, they lost to the Bengals. Got destroyed. He apparently had a hoodie, like pulled where like his face was half covered, and he had dark shades on, mm-hmm. and then he had a COVID mask on, and they escorted him from the car. Showed video. Of, Look, Demar Hamlin's at the game, and 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 then up to one of the probably the owner's box, I guess. Uh-huh. And at no point did you see a square inch apparently of his face during the entire game. Huh. So apparently, and I'm not on Twitter, and I'll never will be on Twitter. But Twitter was uh, on fire with the conspiracy theory that that wasn't actually Demar Hamlin up in there. Uh, it probably wasn't. I mean, you know, like if you were going to run him out there, people would want to see his face, and he'd need to wave to the crowd. And get doesn't the bills it seem fired like, up? Like one of two things. Like if he needed that level of protection, which hey, you know what? I mean, maybe he needs to wear a mask right now. The dude did just have cardiac arrest on a football mm-hmm. field and was dead for seven minutes. So I, I could buy that. You know as ineffective as they may, may be, any extra protection would be worthwhile. If that's the case, maybe you don't need to go to a 70,000-seat NFL you know, football stadium, but let's mm. just give them that. Like, they decided they wanted to make a public showing of this, yet would not show his face. Did they not expect this kind of reaction and backlash to that? Well, that's because it wasn't DeMar Hamlin. Because they would have shown his face. He would have taken his mask off for a split second. It waved to everyone. Hey, the Bills are getting their asses kicked, everybody. There's DeMar. <laughs> Woo! Everyone goes crazy. The Bills are the Bills are gonna have a comeback. DeMar's here. This no. is certainly the missed opportunity, not DeMar Hamlet. This is certainly the speculation. Mm-hmm. And uh I didn't watch it. I haven't actually seen any of the image uh, any of the imagery. I've just heard it discussed. And um, so I'm not gonna plant my flag yet, but right now, if I was gonna plant my flag. On whether or not that was actually that poor young man, who apparently, by all accounts, is a great guy and a mm-hmm. really strong Christian, so I, so I do Dak, pray, Dak sucks pray for his well-being. Yeah, mm-hmm. never mind. I'll I'll just leave the rest of that out. But yeah, Dak boy, <laughs> what a bummer. Yeah, it's, not, it's all right. He's only getting fifty million dollars next year. It's so just man in the playoffs. It, it's been. And but it's not just Dak, dude. It's that was all Dak. The defense played awesome. 
Dak, Dak, Dak lost the game. Well, well Tony Pollard saying, broke his fibula. That also was unfortunate. But yeah, that didn't help. But the the culture of the team for, uh, for probably twenty years now has been play excellent and look like the best team in football one week, and then get out over your skis. Your head gets too big, and you lay an egg the next week. Like that's been, mm-hmm. you know, like dominate a good football team one week, and then you know, squeak out by less than a field goal against a mediocre to bad football team the next week. That that's been Yeah. Dude, well, you know what? Since Romo. That's always that's just who they've been. Well, since Aikman, you know. But well between is, Aikman is and Romo was in the NFL. Between Aikman books. and Romo was utter garbage. At least since Romo, they've been a playoff caliber team yeah. almost every year. But no sport is more dependent on one player than an NFL football team. And if you, yeah, and great, Dak, by all accounts, is a great dude. I think he is a great dude. He's a leader of men, but he sucks in crunch time. When he plays a good defense, he just gets shell-shocked. And now they owe him $50 million. Anyway, this isn't a sports talk show, but I'm, I've been a Dak apologist. No more. That ship has sailed. We are scatter shooting. Uh, yeah, my neighbor for three years now has been – you know, he'll, he'll beat me up at, at, at this juncture of the season. And this time this year, when he sent me that text that night, uh, dude, I've tried, I've tried on deck. I've tried. I was like, I got nothing, bro. That's all I can, <laughs> all I can, all I can muster. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what didn't happen to me? It didn't ruin my night or my week. Cause I didn't watch. I, I checked the score. I can't, I think I checked the score halfway through the second quarter and it was like six, six. And I was like, okay, I know exactly. Like, all I had to do was look at the score in the second quarter, and I was like, they're not going to win this game. This is a joke. Clearly, well, I, told, yeah. I told my brother before halftime, I said, and he was over here, and I was cooking all kinds of wild game stuff. Um, and we took a tequila shot at halftime to just kind of get our, our juju going. And I was like, they're not going to score another touchdown. I said, the Cowboys will not score another touchdown. I could, you could see there, and they didn't. They didn't, oh, dude. For the for years, you can tell when they come out what kind of game it's going to be. You can tell right away. I was kind of mm-hmm. surprised the game the week before when they went three and out in the first two drives that then they went on went on to ramble off five touchdowns because normally, you know, mm-hmm. they just they when they come out flat they stay flat. Pitiful. Uh, frustrating. Frustrating. Scatter shooting. Uh, so while wondering what happened to Dak Prescott. Mm-hmm. Did you hear about Beyonce going to uh, the UAE? She got no, the. Uh, but this sounds like she got all the uh, LGBTQRS crowd frustrated with her, like really, like boycott her music, frustrated because she performed at the reveal of Dubai's newest luxury hotel, the Atlantis, and the UAE uh, UAE is known as being pretty anti-gay, and so now they uh, they're all. Boycott. They're trying to cancel Beyonce. But she's laughing all the way to the bank because they paid her $24 million to do it. Not that she needs the money, but hey, $24 million is $24 million. Yeah, yeah, and I doubt she cares one bit. Um, she escaped with her head uh, and wasn't thrown off a building, so... Mm-hmm. And she made $24 million for it. She's probably... Beyonce, man. Um... That gal's a witch. A lot of those, basically all, like all of those 
female pop stars. They're all, I mean, I mean, like, actually, I mean, they're one degree away from showing their cooters on stage. But they're actual witches. They're up there casting spells with their words and their bodies. Like, they're temptresses. They're they're temptresses. Like, they're just up there to drive men towards sin and lust. She's a slut. Oh, Uh, dude, I I couldn't. um, This was an eye opening new thing for me. So, uh, you know, if you go to like a hunting trade show, there's always. And it's not just, a, it could be any, a, a monster truck show, a car show, whatever. There's always scantily clad girls walking around, whether they're peddling raffle tickets or just trying to get you to stop by the exhibitor booth, whatever. You're aware of what OnlyFans is, right? Sure. Okay. So I, I had no idea that there are so many people, women, that I thought were just, you know, oh, they like to show themselves in a bikini. Dude. There's a pandemic of these girls that are showing their cooters for to dudes on the side for five dollars a pop, and it and it's just people that I like that some of them I even followed. I'm unfollowed one if I because they all have a link to their OnlyFans on their profile. If I found that, I'm like, oh, bye, bye, bye. You're a slut, just like Beyonce, but worse. Uh, I had no idea that was. I thought OnlyFans was like for porn stars. It's just like every everyday people. This is, society is disgusting. Uh, yeah. If you're listening and you subscribe to OnlyFans, stop. And if you, you're probably not listening. If you have an OnlyFans, you're too far gone. But I would encourage you to stop showing your cooter for money. You're a prostitute. That's what you are. <clears throat> uh, yeah. Sucks. I mean, that, that, that's what it is. It's like prostitute. I mean, Man, some of that stuff gets real weird. Rogan had years ago, and this is the kind of Rogan podcast I would never listen to now. Mm-hmm. But a couple of years ago, I listened to one where he had a gal on who's making something like, at the time, like 70 grand a month on like OnlyFans, but slash also she found this little niche where she could like provide like weird kink stuff to people. So like she has guys ask her to pee and poop in a bag and send it to her to them, and she'll charge them ten grand for that, and they'll pay it. Who's more mentally ill, her or them? Yeah, it's a it's a great question. I don't know toenails, like all kinds of stuff, right? <laughs> and so like, and you know, Joe likes to fancy himself. I mean, he's a comedian, MMA mm-hmm. commentator, you know always tries to describe himself as like of the left left and super open mind open-minded and he likes to brag about how like the coolest people he knows are the ones with the weirdest most twisted darkest past and this you can always tell if joe i may have said this before is in like in is enjoying a conversation or isn't did not is not enjoying a conversation if you look at the timestamp and it was like three hours is his standard mm-hmm Anything under two and a half, you start to wonder, like, he either had something to do, and he'll say that, like, they've got, a, you know, something else. Sometimes the guy, he and the guy go do something together, or the gal. Yeah. If it's under two hours, he hated it. And I think this one went, like, an hour 30, because he was, like, he reached a point, like, he was indulging and engaging this, and it got darker and grosser and weirder, and he was finally like, okay, well, I think we're done here. <laughs> he just cut it, man. <laughs> so I did. And you can so just tell, I, like, he went from, like, entertaining it and thought it was kind of funny and but there was a point at which you could just you could really tell he was like 
why in the hell did we do this? He probably went to his team afterward and was like, whoever yeah. thought this was a good idea or let me think this was a good idea. Don't ever let this happen again. This yeah. was terrible. <laughs> yeah. So, so that I could understand it better. I went and clicked on because this is how, this is how this all came up. One of the girls that I follow, who's really into rhino conservation, that's her, like her niche mm -hmm. in the hunting industry. And she's all tatted up. She's a former, uh, I think she was a Marine. So she served her country. I'm like, oh, this girl's cool. Now she does do the occasional bikini shot, which I just scroll past, whatever. Um, but she made a post. I was like, yes, I have an OnlyFans. No, I'm not ashamed of it. So I, I clicked on her bio, went to the OnlyFans, just the link, just to see what it was. Dude, you can buy her used underwear on there. Yeah. Why, why would you want that? I don't understand. Help me understand. I mean, that, yeah, like. That's that's pales in comparison to buying someone's feces, but these are just people that I I like. I was like, oh yeah, you usually show a little too much skin for me, but I appreciate what you're doing for the rhino. No, just I don't understand, dude. So did I, you unfollow? Yeah, yeah. I can't I can't do it. That's, that's no. I mean, that's good. You have no self-respect. Listen, you and I describe ourselves as Christians on this show all the time, and as such, we need to be calling those types of influences from our lives we should be praying for her and the girl who sells her poop um and you know very hopeful for their salvation but we don't need to be watching anything people like that are putting out man it's bad speaking of poop so the uh my we going with this where are we going with just this we're just going dude this is all right we're just going so um we're throwing a birthday party for my dad he's turning 70 next weekend and uh Happy birthday mr smith yeah it's uh mostly myself my wife and then my youngest brother and his wife i, I am my sister is um putting together the slideshow my other brother didn't volunteer to do anything he had the opportunity instead he's like can you add this guy to the guest list and we were like sorry jance if you're listening but we're like no just out of principle because you haven't offered to help one bit we're not adding anyone that you want to the guest list um <laughs> But my sister-in-law was like, can, I, can we borrow your steam cleaner before the party? So, yeah, sure. So take it, take it out for the Cowboy game. They forgot it. Thank God, because that night, JoJo had motor oil, freaking diarrhea at 4 a.m. in our bedroom. And Aaron wakes up. I, I heard it happening. I was like, please, God, just be vomit. Don't be the other end. <laughs> <laughs> and I just, if, you carpet. know, the smell of dog diarrhea. You'll have carpet. And, yeah, yeah, in the bedrooms we have carpet. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, it's terrible. And white. She wanted white. I told in the oh, dude, I told her do not get white carpet because we have dogs. We've always we will always have a dog. And kid. Dog and and, kid. and the dog will inevitably go outside and back to the kid. The kid will leave the doggy door open after it rains and mud will get tracked in the house. The dog will crap itself, whatever. So, thank God the steam cleaner was still there. So, we're up at 4 a.m. and She's just cleaning it up and I'm, I take the dog outside and then she hands me the trash bag with all the stuff in it. And I take it out the next day. She's like, I think I might've had COVID cause I couldn't smell that. And I was like, are you serious? That smelled what I mean, like, like death just came out of the dog. She couldn't, she's like, no, nah. I said, you were the one that had your nose in it. You couldn't smell that. But yeah, if she had COVID, then maybe I had COVID. Who knows? I never felt bad though. Yeah, the last time we had a brush. Thank with God, it. my sister-in-law forgot the steam cleaner. <laughs> we the needed last, it. 
the la- yeah that's 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 good yeah, yeah god hooked you up on that one yeah. last time we had a brush with covid i definitely felt and this was all i felt but like a, a half sense of smell for about 48 hours like it was slightly deadened and i, I know we had been exposed but that's i think you know going back to that immunity study are you guys still in that you still uh, get that no, testing no. Done? No. it's over right yeah so we talked we, we chronicled this that was so cool to be able to go through that how like you guys would go in and you get tested and you'd see where your antibodies had spiked your naturally mm-hmm. occurring natural infection antibodies would be almost nothing and then all of a sudden they'd spike and we had a you know an, was she an rn we had a lady on uh yeah was that gal's name she was awesome uh do i don't remember her name doctor lady from california mm-hmm. uh and did our own research to determine or to, to get the understanding that that's how your immune system works right you you get exposed to a virus your body learns to identify it or things that are close to it like these variants right and then you know you don't just run around with maxed out antibodies all the time they wane but what can happen is when you get re-exposed then your body cranks up antibodies and fights your fights off an, at like a full-blown sick infection right so we saw that track out through your testing as part of that texas natural yeah, immunity that's how whatever. we found out our kids had had covid and so so like we pointed out that then right it's not like you have a force field where the virus can't enter your body what you have is the ability to fight it off and not get sick from it so it would make sense when you've had it especially if you ended up with like one of the og and then the omicron now you've kind of got all the branches covered mm-hmm. that you know you might have a little bit of a funny feeling like you described when you would look back over the two weeks prior to one of these spikes in anybody's like a day where you had like itchy watery eyes and a mild headache or something like that. Right. Yeah. Like minor, minor symptoms. Yeah. That's because the virus is attacking you, but it can't bloom out of control. Can't overload your body because it's being fought back against, but it does sort of maybe make you tired. So I could kind of see like this <sighs> notion that like you might have a, a sense of smell disappear for, a, or, or weaken for a bit, but otherwise have no other symptoms. Like it, that all just makes sense. It makes sense. And I'll tell you now that we more sense you than anybody who's up, telling us to take another shot. When you now that you bring that up, there was a day before I went to Mexico where I just felt run down. Yeah. I didn't, you know, I didn't lose about my the same time she was having the nose thing. I was taking vitamin C. Uh, no, she just had that. I mean, that was Sunday night. But you know, that's only oh, this a 10-day difference in time, you know. So whatever. Yeah, well, and to that I point, guess. when I, I know, like, when I lost my sense of smell, it was, like, the end of, it was at the end of, like, it was after I had felt the worst. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It was, I like, as I was day starting of school to last week, better. too. He missed Wednesday school. He had a headache and didn't feel good. Yeah. So, yeah, COVID's terrible. So, so bad, though. Hey, I, this was actually in my notes. This is a great segue. The uh, CDC came out and said that uh, natural immunity turned out to be stronger than the vaccines um the cdc said that they're what they're like they're two and a half years late to the party thanks cdc, CDC. for telling us what well, everybody's already said but hey so so that's what the cd is saying now so let me ask you why let me find the file here that has our clips for today uh why is the this is the peed squad and this was at the uh 
No, I don't know if this was at the World Economic Forum. No, I think this is just an advertisement, actually, from the Peed Squad telling us what we need to know about our children getting vaccinated. Here we go. Long-term effects of the virus. Which vaccine is better? Both Pfizer and Moderna induced a robust antibody response, which correlates to protection against symptomatic and severe disease. Both vaccines were found to be safe, with zero cases of myocarditis reported in either trial. So what would we choose? Basically, we're recommending any vaccine that works for your personal situation and that you can have access to. In a minute, I'm going to need a vaccination for my children to protect them. <laughs> That, that's that's an ad from last week. What was uh, from that last bit about? That was they just that was a personal testimony of some lady walking in saying, "I'm going to need a vaccine to protect my kid." And then there was like a little sound effect in there that said, "It's about damn time." You know, like, <laughs> oh, it's about damn time we uh, approve these for five the five and under crowd. And did you like the part where it said there's been zero cases of myocarditis reported in either study? I mean, the world is blowing up with myocarditis cases, people. If I liked it, you mean immediately thought she was lying. Is that the part where you fell out of your chair? <laughs> uh, I don't remember. I think the whole thing just put me into a like depressed trance-like coma state. Yeah. Yeah, dude. So strange, dude. It's so strange that you know what's really funny is that just 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 yesterday I happened to dig up that CDC covid death tracker that mm -hmm. we used to talk about a lot and that you can still find links to in our old notes that um shows like death counts by age right <clears throat> we're still under 1.1 million deaths and do you remember something like july when everybody was announcing oh we passed a million deaths mm. you remember like it's been months ago Yep. And it was like 2021 when we were getting to over 900,000. And I think we crossed a million twice. Like, in, like six months apart, I remember seeing news being like, we crossed a million. And then six months later, it's like, we crossed a million. And it's like, it's kind of like how we keep passing $40 billion at a, you know, per chunk, uh, mil, you know, funding of World War III to mm -hmm. Ukraine. So it should have totaled up to like 150 billion now, but it's still they're saying is only 40. Yeah. But I know like three times, three times over six months, I've I saw them say we passed another 40 billion. So I, I don't. First, my my I mean, I'm getting back to the 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 death count. Like, so if we haven't hit 1.1 million, but we crossed a million like last summer. Well, dude, they know they're going and, backwards. They're going back. They're they've they're now going back. And, and looking at medical records, this is true. This I saw a lady talking about this. Calling, yes, calling they're calling out. because right. they're saying that a lot of people that had a gunshot wound ended up dying from COVID. Well, now they're taking those out, and and or like cancer. Okay, or something, so that CDC you know? data is being scrubbed. Yes, 
So they were lying before, no. and now we trust them that we had a. They're rewriting the history that they wrote hmm. two years ago. <laughs> over twenty-five percent were people. No, yeah, over half. We over might 50%. cross a million again because we might dip down below it, and then we'll have to get back up. <clears throat> of the less than one point one million, well over half a million, close to six hundred thousand. Yeah, it was like probably five sixty. Were people over seventy five years old? Mm-hmm. And um, and then and and in people under forty, uh, the total is in the thousands, not tens of thousands, like thousands. Yeah, supposedly. Um, but every hey, week- by all means, boost your twenty year old son or your eighteen year old son who. Everybody knows has a very high risk of myocarditis. If they oh, no, shot. not according to that report. There's been zero cases found. Uh, lies. Simon Dunn, who I don't know who this dude is, but uh, you know how in the Caucasian-dominated African countries and then obviously like New Zealand, Australia, rugby is king. And there's this uh, so it, big deal in Australia. Like I said, I don't know who he is. But famed Australian rugby player... Simon Dunn, Olympian, 35 years old, dropped dead this week. Listen, hey, healthy dude. Rugby player. Nothing to see here. <clears throat> Nothing to see here. Probably eats too many fish and chips. Where did you say he's from? Australia. What do they eat down in Australia? What is Australian food? I don't know. I, don't either. I, I honestly don't know. I don't know. Um, huh. Let's go back to the world economic shrimp world. on the Barbie, I guess. Shrimp on the yes, yes, good Outback Steakhouse, yeah, steak and shrimp. Right. That's what blooming they onion. <laughs> Maybe mix in some kangaroo. Uh, Tony Blair, former British Prime Minister, really had a lot to say at the uh, WEF forum in in Davos, and some of this stuff is, well, it's freaking. Orwellian. Yeah. And we're going to take a listen to multiple clips from Tony Blair because it is good. Here we go. Excuse me. That is the FBI director, Christopher Ray. We'll get to him next. I think you won't get the focus you need unless it's clear two things. One, that there is an ongoing challenge, an opportunity, and I think that is not just about COVID. It's about the fact that we are going to have a whole slew of new vaccines, injectables, that are going to deal with some of the the worst diseases in the world that give us the opportunity to make big changes in in the health of the world. And if you want the politicians to focus, they need to think, look, this is coming down the track soon, because if you tell them about a future pandemic, they'll kind of go, yeah, no, maybe someone else's problem. But you tell them, actually, in the next few years, you're going to have the opportunity to make a big difference to the health care of your population. That will focus them. Okay, so I'm gonna, now I'm going to play the next one, which I think is, uh, for me, even worse. Can I hear that? That's coming. I think the, um, the sophisticated. Damn it. Give me a second here. You talk while I get this sorted out. You talk while I get this sorted out. 
That was that was a command, a direct command. Carry your weight around here. Come on. What a total layout, dude. Are you really uh, just laying out on me? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm waiting for you to this get is, your S together. This is terrible. You're terrible. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, right. it, it's funnier just to let you flounder. <sighs> just, I don't, I mean, there's nothing I need to say. You're the worst. Here we go. Who's been vaccinated and who hasn't been? Some of the vaccines that will come on down the line will be multiple. There'll be multiple shots. So you've got to have, for, for reasons to do with the healthcare more generally, but certainly for uh, a pandemic or for, um, for for vaccines, you've got to have a proper digital infrastructure. And many countries don't have that. In fact, most countries don't have that. So what does that mean? It means that your vaccine status will affect your social credit score and whether or not you can, you know, buy expensive eggs, which will give you blood clots. Right. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That was a very ticket-esque layout by you. Well done. Well done. (laughs) Yeah. um, That also means you won't be able to get on an airplane and travel to his country or probably any other countries, which, you know what? At this point in life, I'm fine with. I can just hang out here in Texas. It's a big place. There's so yeah. much to see. There's so much to see in Texas. So there's two things. There was obviously two clips. Uh, in the first one, he talked about how the thing that struck me was like basically saying there's going to be another pandemic, right? Because he said, That's, "Oh, I mean, uh, they've all they've yeah they've all said that a whole bunch of times, sure." Mm-hmm. But they just keep saying it more and more. Like they're so open about it now. And then because of that pandemic that they're planning, uh, we're going to have to have digital tracking of who's vaccinated and who isn't. Here is your star, you dirty Jews. I mean, the parallels are uncanny to... I think I talked about this. There's a There's a book called like something in the garden of the beast might just be in the garden of the beast, but it's about how the Nazis demonized the Jews and gypsies and other classes of individuals by calling them dirty and diseased. And I mean, that's dude. There was a Fox news article today where they were mocking or reporting on. And, you know, I've said this before. I don't know why I, a lot of times I even bother to bring up like MSNBC or The View because nobody watches that crap anyway. Mm-hmm. But that what, you know, former Republican, um, uh, what's the morning show on MSNBC? Um, I have no idea. It's the guy and the gal. They started having an affair. Now they're married, I think. Uh, oh, no, dude, I thought know. they got I thought they got put on leave. They weren't they had they had an affair. I don't think they got married, did they? Pretty sure. Well, that must have been recent because I heard them talk. I heard them talking about this couple on the ticket, but I don't remember their names. It was a couple months ago. They started training yeah. for a marathon together, and then they started banging. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, the guy used to be a Republican. I think actual like actual politician for a bit, state rep or even house rep or something like that. And now he's like a you know. And they interestingly were like a platform for Donald Trump until the world you know, turned against him that like they actually liked Trump because they're New Yorkers. Um, he went on a rant yesterday calling everybody who won't get a fourth booster shot a moron. 
even explaining how he got COVID because he didn't get a fourth booster shot. And he's so con like he calls you a moron. And he is it TJ Holmes and Amy Robach? No, not those two. No, no. Um, <clears throat> look up other CNN or MSNBC guests. Um, oh, Nicole Wallace and Michael Schmidt. Not them either. Ah, there's a lot of people getting married up in MB- M- MSNBC. <laughs> Joe Scarborough and Mike Scarborough. Brzezinski. Oh, that one. Mika. Oh, Mika. Mika. Joe and Mike. Mika. But yep. in 2023, it might as well have been Mike. You know, it wouldn't have surprised right. me. Wouldn't have surprised us. Uh-huh. Yeah. So Scarborough went on this rant on their show about how you are a terrible human being, like terrible human being for daring to question any of this. And you owe it to your family. And some doctor said you owe it to society to get the vaccine to protect everybody. And the last two sentences in the article that he spoke out loud in the world were, you'll, you'll probably still get COVID, but at least you won't die. So after making this big, like, you know, to do about how you have to do this for other people. Yeah. He admits you're still going to get it anyway. This was this recent. This was like yesterday. Fox oh reported God. on it this morning. We're still yeah. talking to. Oh, I mean, God. he said like beating a dead that's, horse. He said it. He called you a moron, a moron. If you weren't lining up for a fourth booster shot, but then admitted and, and, and explained you're a moron and an evil human because you'll make other people sick. But then acknowledged and admitted that you'll still get it, but at least you won't go to the hospital and die. And it's like, so where is the part about protecting society if I don't, or not protecting society if I don't take it? I, I don't understand. Mm-hmm. I don't understand. I mean, it's just, yeah. Wokeism is feelings over facts. So, so and here's another COVID cover up. Uh, this one, this is incredible. It is from uh, CNBC, and it's it's this new thing, Chisholm. It's called uh, stroke season. Did you know that we have stroke season now? Here we go. So, what is this link between influenza infection and stroke? Yeah, I didn't know about this either until last year, but it turns out that after flu season, it's three or four weeks later, there is a stroke season. And like you said, most of Canada is uh, getting down off of a of a big uh, hump of, of flu. So now we're starting to see more strokes. And a friend of uh, one of my colleagues actually mentioned that at work the other day. So have you noticed how many strokes we're seeing? It's a lot more than usual, it feels like. So anecdotally, we're starting to see that. That's all I have for that. I go back to the dude I met coming back from Mexico. who's was in his uh, early 50s, has been a backcountry guide for elk and mule deer for the last 30 years. The dude was like skinny, fit. And I told you last week, he just randomly had a stroke after he got vaccinated for work. Man. But, well, he, you know, he was a victim of stroke season. Sure. Yeah. Pretty soon they'll just be telling us it's it's caused by a virus. I guess they already are trying to claim that it could be COVID that causes the strokes. Definitely can't be the experimental gene therapy vaccine that makes your body create spike proteins. It's not that. Uh, Dude, uh, I just just can't. I don't People still believe this stuff. How many, what percentage of Americans are still going out and getting vaccinated? Despite this narrative that they continue to push and the lies that they continue to throw at us. 
not very many. Uh, the vex, dude, like the vex, the booster uptake. It's funny because there's still people like your brother and my mom who are like, oh, I still think they helped, but I ain't getting a booster. So they're definitely so, suffering some cognitive dissonance. Right. right. right? So like, it, if it helped you, then why would you not be rushing out to get your line booster? up? Right. Yeah. yeah. They say you need a booster. So, you, you know, I don't understand. Um, I struggle all the time with like, did reality horribly break in 2020? Or is this the level of deception and lies that we've always been fed and we were just numb and blind and asleep no, to it? It, it broke. Dude. I don't know, dude. I think that it was pretty bad already and we just didn't know. I don't believe that the elites and the government were actively trying to kill us off to this to this degree like i just don't like okay you know, maybe maybe they think have, about this maybe they're causing cancer we don't know about it maybe they have been i don't know but uh but but you know what they're not immune to cancer so that kind of tells me so in the in the 50s the sugar industry paid a bunch of scientists to create a report that said that animal fats cause heart disease when in fact it's the sugar itself that's the deadliest thing we can consume oh i thought it was red meat that's what they try to, to tell you anyway. It's not true. New York Times even admitted to that. No, I, I'm, right? I'm going to eat a steak tonight. Like, just like I was driving yesterday home from these meetings and I was looking at fast food joints. I, I passed by, um, was it Whataburger? Sonic? I think it was Sonic. It was advertising a stop in and try your Dr. Pepper float. Hmm. Think about it. Like, you've probably drank a Coke float before, right? Or a root beer float? Sure. Amazing. Yeah. You get probably several months worth of your recommended daily dose of added sugar in one root beer float. Definitely a few weeks worth. Mm -hmm. My point being massive corporate conglomerates have been destroying global health for decades. So I'll concede that maybe they weren't doing it as rapidly as unleashing a virus on the world and then an unproven vaccine that seems to be killing people. Yeah. And that's pretty like, all right, <laughs> let's make it happen quick. Right. But they've definitely been just uh, going back to the health studies. Like, how many different, how, how dis disparate and how hard is it to have any idea what's healthy in this world? with all the studies and counter studies and com like it, they they've made us all sick and morbidly obese for a long, long time. No, they Dude, there's this. No, they have not. No. Do there's you know who Dr. Fatima uh, Cody is? Dr. Fatima Cody. No. So she is the newly appointed member of the Biden administration's panel set to determine dietary <laughs> guidelines for Americans. Okay. So she's just been appointed to this panel and she came out on 60 minutes. Uh, this was posted on January 25th, but I did see this last week. So this is a week old and she is a, obviously a, uh, healthcare expert. And she said on 60 minutes and I saw the video, I don't have it pulled up, but I'll just summarize it for you. Uh, she said that obesity is genetic and cannot be treated with exercise and a good diet. Yeah, I saw that. 
So I mean, yeah, no, you're saying this just goes well with what you're saying is they made us all fat and gave us all this sugar, and now here <clears> she is saying, right oh, now no, they're no, telling no, you there's nothing you can do about it. We yeah, didn't do that. Now they're telling right. You can't you, know. you can't treat being fat with exercise and a good yes, uh, yeah, actually you can. You can 100. percent right. Get off about the fat fact ass. that. That, Quit eating that McDonald's. Well, no. What is going to happen when the poor people can't afford to uh, eat at McDonald's because the minimum wage is $22 an hour? What are they going to eat then? What so, are they going to yeah. eat? I, I, I think that I really think that we've just become aware to it and that they I do think I, I, I will say they have. They have tripled down on the chaos and the deception to the point where it's. I mean, I think it's designed to make us insane those of us who are awake to it. But my point is like, I think they've always been lying. They've always, I mean, you know, it was in 1959 that Dwight Eisenhower warned us about the deception of the military industrial complex and the tyranny of the expert class. Hmm. That was a long time ago, dude. And no. turns out like Biden is this complete warmonger. He just sent how many tanks to the Ukraine? I don't know, but we shouldn't be sending a single tank to the Ukraine because, uh, yeah, we're promoting World War Three. It's like, dude, I got a and, massage. And, man, and the thing I is, a like, massage yesterday in my masseuse. This lady that I go to every third or fourth time. If I see her name on the schedule, she's gonna give me a good massage. She's gonna talk my ear off though, and I don't like that. <laughs> but she was the only one available, so I'm going to see Brenda, nice African American lady, and. And that is important because of the conversation. Uh, we ended up getting into, and, and I'm just laying there, and she starts talking and somehow gets into the Ukraine. She's like, we should just stay the hell out of the Ukraine. What in the hell do they have to do with Americans? And I'm like, yes, Brenda, you're you, all right. I'm now I'm interested in the conversation. <laughs> and she's like, what is Biden doing sending tanks over there? And I'm just like, I don't know. She's like, why don't we just put Americans first? You know how much we could help America with all the bajillions of dollars they've sent over there? Like, I don't know if she's a conservative. We've had many conversations. I, I don't, I think she's somewhere in the middle, but I mean, she sees what's going on. She's like, we, we could help with schools. We could help the poor, you know, all of these things we could be doing, but instead we're promoting war and sending the Ukraine tanks. She's like, and she, then she even said, and Putin, she's like, we'll just call him the P man, but the P man, he could just wipe out Ukraine if he wanted to. He could. Why hasn't he done it? I said, I don't really know. She's like, well, it's because he doesn't want to wipe out all the resources that he wants to take. Like he, you know, he wants to have them when he when he does win the war. And war yeah, is also seems, stimulating seems his his economy. And ours. Yeah. Dang. Brenda was on fire. Yeah, she was. Sling the truth. Mm -hmm. Where was the part where it was relevant that she was black? Just oh, we critical race theory. She oh. I, she we didn't really agree on that, so I just didn't. She's like, that's a that's a Harvard law class they're teaching these kids. And I was like, yeah, maybe so. But it's still teaching, you know, white kids that they're inherently racist. You know, and I'm a white man and she's a black woman. So now we're in this conversation. And she was like, well, and, but she also said that I didn't know how to use the word woke appropriately. Because I was like, CRT is woke. Transgendering kids is woke. She's like, no, nah, they've hijacked that word. And she didn't really explain to me what she thought it meant. But Well, she's not wrong that it, orig it originally was a word of the progressive left to describe when you were awake to the oppression. There was a time, I think, where the awakening we have might have fallen under what they called woke. 
but then mm. then the progressives lost their mind and started uh and it became a cult religion and you know regardless of what it originally meant she's not wrong that it kind of got hijacked by the right but that's because like they started describing what we now know to be all of these things like crt critical theory more broadly etc like the stuff they were promoting fell within woke and then it like went crazy and so there's still people old school liberals who would want to like continue to promote those anti-oppression type of values hmm. and haven't come fully it's like bill maher right he's a perfect example of somebody who would have been considered woke under the 2010 definition but the outcome of that philosophy in 2023 has him disgusted and concerned for america and so now it's they think it's been weaponized against them they don't understand that it, that's always the direction that it was heading because of the underlying philosophies that it was built upon sounds like a really actually interesting conversation though and she definitely seems more awake than yeah um somebody who would otherwise be defending the term woke i guess i, I enjoyed the conversation but i'll say like Generally speaking, I just want to lay there. And Please just be quiet and yeah. rub the knots out so, of my back. And, and Aaron won't go to see her. She's she's like, I, I just can't do it again. She's seen her enough. She's like, I don't want to. I don't want to be talked to. I don't care. I just want to lay there. I get it. Yeah. Uh, but uh, dude, the reason why I went to get a massage, I played soccer on Monday. I've never felt older on Tuesday. Like I can barely walk. Yeah. It might be time to hang up my boots. But I'm not gonna. Yeah. You know, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do it. Um. Is Wi-Fi a basic human right in your home? No. Is that, is that a fundamental human right? No. According to Biden, it is. They are going to now put on your taxpayer dollars Wi-Fi in every home. How expensive is that going to be? And is, is the government going to, they're going to provide it for free? Why am I paying for Wi-Fi then? Will I get free Wi-Fi? Are we all getting free Wi-Fi? Because Elon needs more government dollars for Starlink. I'd love to know how they're going to go about it. I bet Starlink's involved. <laughs> Elon might be the Antichrist. I, I was thinking that. Then I saw something that he said the other day that made me like, oh, that was... I don't remember. I wish I Dude, could remember. The Antichrist was. would absolutely be trying to snow you with by supporting what, what, you know, out in public, what you believe, but undermining everything about your existence under the table. That's what the Antichrist would absolutely do. Hmm. Right? He's not going to come yeah. out and be like, I'm the Antichrist. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to come out and be like, maybe a going to come out and be like, I want free speech on Twitter. But I also want to register your name and address and take your bank account and implement a social credit system on you without you really noticing I'm doing it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, maybe he is the answer. And I want to entrap you with your free speech so that I can ultimately take away your freedoms. Yeah. Yeah. And I want to plant a chip in your brain so I can read your thoughts. Speaking of, can I play my audio now? Yeah, please do. Getting all the way back where we started with the World I, Economic Forum. I hope that you take five minutes to pull it up and that you really struggle here. Um, I'm sorry to disappoint you, but I am prepared. Crickets. Cheering for crickets. 
Hello, everybody. I'm Nicholas Thompson. I'm the CEO of The Atlantic, and I will be your moderator today. We are going to have an incredible session. Star of the show is Nita Farahani. She's a futurist and legal ethicist at Duke, and she's so smart and so interesting. You're going to learn a ton. This is how it's going to work. We're going to watch a short video. She's going to come on stage and talk. And then we're going to do a little Q&A, questions from the audience. And that'll be a wrap, and you'll leave enlightened and excited. So first off, a video. Uh, it's going to make you see the future and understand a wonderful future where we can use brainwaves to fight crime, be more productive, and find love. Let's roll. <laughs> find love. <laughs> You're in the zone. Even you can't believe how productive you've been. Your memo is finished. Your inbox is under control, and you're feeling sharper than you have in a decade. Sensing your joy, your playlist shifts to your favorite song, sending chills up your spine as the music begins to play. You glance at the program running in the background on your computer screen and notice a now familiar sight that appears whenever you're overloaded with pleasure, your theta brainwave activity decreasing in the temporal regions of your brain. You mentally move the cursor to the left and scroll through your brain data over the past few hours. You can see your stress levels rising as the deadline to finish your memo approached, causing a peak in your beta brainwave activity right before an alert popped up, telling you to take a brain break. But what's that unusual change in your brain activity when you're asleep? It started earlier in the month. You send a text message to your doctor with a mental swipe of your cursor. Could you take a quick look at my brain data? Anything to worry about? Your mind starts to wander to the new colleague on your team, whom you know you shouldn't be daydreaming about, given the policy against intra-office romance. But you can't help fantasizing just a little. But then you start to worry that your boss will notice your amorous feelings when she checks your brain activity and shift your attention back to the present. You breathe a sigh of relief when the email she sends you later that day congratulates you on your brain metrics from the past quarter, which have earned you another performance bonus. You head home, jamming to the music, with your work-issued brain-sensing earbuds still in. When you arrive at work the next day, a somber cloud has fallen over the office. Along with emails text messages, and GPS location data, the government has subpoenaed employees' brainwave data from the past year. They have compelling evidence that one of your co-workers has committed massive wire fraud. Now, they're looking for his co-conspirators. I'm glad we, I didn't bail on that. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, the ending was real important. No. Uh, I like the, the thought crime thing going on there. <laughs> like... A, the somber yep. office space you, you actually you've mellowed out the day before through your uh ai brainwave bs that we've given you and your stress levels have been mitigated and then you arrive to work and you find out one of your coworkers has has he committed a crime just or has he not yeah dude. the government subpoenaed his brainwave data is that what they, that's what she everybody's said? the whole offices Good. the whole offices Good. and Lord see like that part, there is an analogy to the last, say, eight years of life, according to the Twitter files, because the government has been subpoenaing or requesting, demanding uh, your 
your activity off of Google, off of Twitter, and off of Facebook at a minimum. So, you know, if and when they're tracking our brainwaves, they might as well be already because they're tracking everything we do on these phones. There's a file on you. It's currently housed in a data center in Utah. I don't, I don't know what to say to that. Yeah, I, that and that was from that, the... That's at the so World the, Economic the, Forum. The moderator was from that... The moderator radio was from Atlantic. the Atlantic... Yep, the Atlantic Magazine paper. Uh, and I, you know, my understanding is that they thought this was sounded great. Cool. Be able to track our brain waves and send a text to our doctor because, you know, you can expect that to get responded to quickly. Uh, to check on this weird brain activity that we're having. And, um, oh, no, I'm fantasizing about a coworker and I'm going to get in trouble from my boss. Whew, thankfully, she didn't pick up on that. She's just telling me good job. And then, wait, oh, no, the feds are here to investigate a crime and all of our brain activity is going to be like, dude, you're going to, you know, what's going to happen is people like you and I are going to not, we're not going to agree to the terms that the government wants. And then we're just going to be put in jail. Like you don't want to wear your brainwave monitoring kit that we provide you. Well, then you're off the grid. And if you're off the grid, you're dangerous because you still think for yourself. Yeah. So <clears throat> there's a book that, uh, I've talked about that I think at some point we really need to read and review probably sooner rather than later. I started it the other day. It's called A Brave New World by a man named Aldous Huxley from the 1930s. Mm -hmm. And it's very much akin to 1984, but very different uh, and frankly, even creepier. Um, One of our listeners sent me a photo of 1984 in his hand and said he was about to embark on this journey, uh, Ben Herbst. So let us know what you think of that. And thanks job, for ben. tuning in, by the way. Yeah. Um, much like 1984, Ashley, when the book got delivered this week, uh, she said she read four pages of it and the, of just the prologue, uh, like intro, which is like not even part of the actual book. It's like a prologue that was written for the book many years well after its publication. Uh, she had been doing a Bible study and then she saw the book and she was like, let me give this a few. And she read four pages and she put the book back down and went back to the Bible. <laughs> because <laughs> it creeped her out what was my point um i don't know but we should review just that this is the kind of stuff they've been predicting forever how many movies are there that have been made in the last 20 years about some like something like this where the government's controlling everything and somebody goes off the grid and tries to buck the system oh i know what it was my point was in both um and this is also in the bible these efforts really don't expand too far outside of the cities. So there really is like envisioned by all of these possible prophets who foresee this dystopian nightmare, the idea that there will be people off the grid. So in Aldous, Huxley, in Aldous, Aldous Huxley's world, a brave new world, they're making human beings in labs, conditioning like four different primary classes of people, the alphas, the betas, the gammas, and the deltas. And, you know, each class has, the, I mean, cast, like each cast mm -hmm. has their place in society and their role in society. And they're given very specific skills like the deltas uh, can't, they have like one word, monosyllable, one word vocabulary, right? They like all they are is laborers. And, um, but as you get further and further into the book, a couple of alphas who are like maybe waking up one in particular, they go on holiday they're, they're in London, right? But they're going to go on holiday to a 
what do they call it? A um, to a, well, it's a reservation in New Mexico for normal humans. Huh. So there, there's there's a reservation facility in New Mexico where they're going to go on holiday and just see what these, uh, you know, they have a name for them like uh, barbarians or something, you know, something yeah. akin to that, right? Like uh, unsophisticated, you know. But but then they, I haven't gotten all the way there yet. But I was listening to somebody talk about it the other day. Is like they learn once they get there that these people are quoting Shakespeare and stuff, so they're not actually the idiot barbarians that they were perceived to be. Um, and life there is normal, and they grow their own food, and they you know have relationships, and they make love, and they stay monogamous. One of the things about Aldous Huxley's world is that um, they're conditioned to succumb to every single. Uh, desire at a moment's notice. So like all the women are just like, they have sex with like every man willingly at any given time. Um, and it's like conditioned they, into they them. They already do that on OnlyFans. Yeah. So, I mean, all <clears throat> we should do a book review on it and talk about the similarities to what we've been groomed into culture now to, to be. Um, I will order it today. Yeah. It's not good. I'm going to give uh, very dark. What's his name? Uh, the Amazon guy. I'm gonna give him some of my money. Like, yeah, Bezos. I think his name. <laughs> yeah, Bezos. Bezos. We should all cancel Amazon. I hope that well, was clear enough. I do. Uh, I think I fixed the audio, so next time I try that, hopefully it'll be better. But let me play one more and see how you tell me how this works. Speaking of World Economic Forum, here's our FBI director Christopher Ray. This dude's in charge of the FBI. He was appointed by Trump, by the way, after. The first, after, after he fired Comey and then I had an interim director he fired, this was the guy who was supposed to fix the FBI. He was also at the World Economic Forum in Davos, Switzerland, hosted by Mr. Klaus Schwab, the supervillain. Why is the director of the FBI, what does he have to do with the World Economic Forum? I mean, they just invite Doesn't, anyone with a position He's of supposed to thing. fight crime in the United States exclusively, but yet he's got business at the World Economic Forum? Let's see. Yeah. See what that business was. And I think the, uh, the sophistication of the private sector is, is improving and, and particularly important, the level of collaboration between the private sector and the government, especially the FBI, has, I think, uh, made significant strides. Pretty much every technology we could talk about today, uh, we see both great opportunity but great, great dangers uh, in the wrong hand. So let me clarify. When he's talking about the private sector, he is not talking about you, Chisholm Cook, or me, Cable Smith. He's talking about Silicon Valley. Yeah. 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 Right. I think we've described and explained that the definition of fascism is when the private sector and the government merge together in an unholy alliance to uh, steal everybody's money and oppress the citizenry. Mm, yeah, that's pretty much what he said he was working on. That's his project right now. Yeah. So... <laughs> Consider me an anti-fascist <laughs> and anti-communist. We need to just say big tech. Private sector kind of makes it sound not as nefarious. Uh, dude, what was he there? Like, uh, how, how do they get, how, what in the hell is happening in this world where that guy's allowed to say that? You know what the thing is, though, is that you could play that clip for somebody on the other side of the aisle and they'd be like, ah, I, I, 
either just, the, the eyes are just so glazed over that they don't connect the dots or they just don't care or don't they, they or ignorance is bliss i don't know take your pick of those three options but so you could play smart people lawyers doctors you could play that for them they don't get it do you think there's such a thing as a non-player character in this world? I think you've, you've asked this before. And so to clarify, explain what you mean. Yeah. So in the video gaming world, there's these, you know, characters that you interact with mm -hmm. in, in like role-playing games, right. That, that they have like a whole bunch of like, they, they can, they can answer questions. You can dialogue with them. You can interact with them, but in a very limited way because they're just a computer program. So they only have so many responses and interactions and ways to engage in the game. They're a non-player character, right? They're just the background characters to build out the world, right? So, so they're kind of, they're basically robots, right? With, with specific jobs. Yeah. Is it possible that the world is filled with people whose brains are, I mean, are designed by God? I don't know. Trapped in a box. Yeah. Because you're going they, down a, a rabbit hole there. Like, well, I don't know why God would, design a non-player character because in the bible it says that you know we have free will so but do we all those people don't seem to be exercising free will i'd like to think you know that what? god designed this all those people are christians i believe we were all designed with it but it's abundantly clear now that our 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 system and i'm going to call it it's it's the satanic system that seems to like hijack the human mind and put it into that box to where you can show somebody the reality that the secretary of state of Michigan wants to put drag queens in every school and they're like that's not happening but right. she but she said it and here's all these videos of her saying kids, kids at, at drag shows yeah at 21 and up clubs in Dallas, Texas. That's Mass how I happened. feel in my day job when I talk about the Second Amendment. They're like, oh, that's not happening. I'm like, no, here's the clip where he said he wanted to take your guns away. Here, here it is. Here's the clip. He, this is him, the guy, saying the thing that I'm saying is they're trying to do, and they're just dismissive. No, 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 no. They don't really mean that. They're not going to do that. Well, why did he say that then? Right. I they never have an answer. That, I mean, but that's like, again, so have they been wholly brainwashed to that? I mean, yes, brainwashed, brainwashed the sheep. Or does their brain just not work? No, the brain works because they can, you know, carry out tasks like that. Require, okay, but, like, but, but that's where the non-player character comes in, right? The non-player character can answer a, a certain number of questions and can, can go with you on a certain number of missions, right? But then they hit some sort of mental or physical wall where they can no longer break outside of this box, right? So mm -hmm. I'm not saying they're brain like they're brainless. They're I'm not saying they're you know they're not vegetables. They're they're talking to you, but that moment when they glaze over, you know, like Westworld style, and they say this looks like nothing to me. Mm -hmm. Where does that programming come from? I don't think it comes from God. It's coming from the oh, devil, God. and it's coming from society. Yeah. It's coming from the government. Yeah. So, so, to, so, answer, short answer to your to a long explanation. Uh, no, I don't think there's non-player characters. 
I think that here's what I do okay. think they I think that they become non-player characters through the brainwashing that occurs. Does God make dumb people? Oh, these are such tough questions. Sure. <laughs> I mean it, he makes it's kind of undeniable, right? There are than, yeah. there are human beings that are born into this world that do not have the mental aptitude. Here's a question for you though. Of the top 20%. Is that God or is that genetics? Like if you breed two smart people together, you're probably going to get a smart person. Well, who created the genetics? Right, but it's your choice to it's 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 your choice to breed with whoever you want, really. Okay, but there's still that genetic coding going back through ancestry that allowed for that dumbness. Sure, but you could you could selectively try to breed that out. That's man playing God, right? Hmm. Just it's a tough one. Should we just leave? Should we leave this one uh, on a uh, on a, a quandary? <laughs> sure. Why not? Yeah. We'll have we'll have the answers next week. No, no, probably, we probably not. <laughs> I don't think we're gonna have an answer to that one. Uh, <laughs> those are the kind of questions that, as a Christian, honestly make me a little bit uncomfortable. Yeah. Like things that make you kind of question your faith a little bit like uh, well where's the line where it shouldn't it didn't it don't, don't i think it's okay it, to you... question your faith though like the bible says you should question it because if you do question it and you like i think you're going to come back to the same answer just if you just look around you look at the world that we're living in i don't know how you couldn't come back to the same answer it doesn't make me question my faith there seem there's no doubt there's a creator god but it does give me questions that i would love to have answered by him hmm. um that I don't expect to necessarily have answered uh, while in this realm. Um, yeah, maybe but, question question my faith wasn't the best way to put it. It makes me have more questions than I feel comfortable with. No. And there are certain things that like that that I know the Hebrews would say, uh, that's that's not for me is. to know or decide. Right. Like that's, that's how, why that, that's what faith is, right? That's yeah. Really at its core, faith is believing without being able to see it right for me i mean but to your point they are it, these are the kinds of things that do cause non-believers give them um enough pause to, to 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 be atheists right like well if there was a loving god then why would there be pain and suffering in the world or dumb people right or dumb people mm -hmm. yeah i will Thankfully, never have none the of answer. them are among our listeners yeah <laughs> Dumb people <laughs> <Right>. or atheists? <laughs> Dumb people. Well, we welcome all people into the fold. We certainly welcome all people. But yeah. but if you're dumb, try to get smart. You know, I'm just saying if you have an IQ under 80, you're probably not paying attention to this podcast or, or maybe any. Probably not. But God bless you. Uh, and I mean that sincerely. Anyway. Yeah. All right, well, uh, some things to think about there. <laughs> I guess that's going to do it for episode 112 of Justified Pursuit for Chisholm Cook. I'm Cable Smith. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure, you're, uh, make sure your podcast players turn down to normal speed, and we will see you guys next week. We'll make sure to find something happy for that one. Come back to you. <laughs>